you. Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm back! (laughs) J.J. White in The Great People Studio. With me, my co-host, last week, flew captain in The Great People Studio, James Muncy. Back in the right seat today. So... Can I can I say welcome back to myself? You can. Welcome back. Come you on, can. sing us some welcome back, Carl. I'm not singing, well, but I don't sing. We either. missed you last hey, week. He's back. That's right. I'm back in the studio, buddy. First time since the show started, I missed a show. It was it personally, it was a little weird and awkward. But for those of you that were here last week, I didn't belong in the studio. James was here with his friends from the fire service uh, talking about um, the, their friend Brad that had passed away in the line of duty just a few weeks ago. It was one of the, I'd say it was the greatest show we ever did. I wasn't here. Uh, my future is skeptical because the shows <laughs> obviously are absolutely amazing when I'm not around. And um, I, I, we have a topic today. We're going to talk today. We have important things to cover for you, our audience uh, I, I do want to I do want to share just something very quickly in regards to the last episode because I know we picked up a tremendous number of new listeners because we talked about Brad and and who he was. I was I was blessed to get to meet him. I guess it was a maybe three months ago. Yeah, when we did that ride along. It yep. was the first time I did a ride along with a fire service anywhere. You invited me along. Uh, we did a little training thing with Brad and his crew. Yep. And um, I'd love to just to take multiple episodes sometimes to dissect all the the great characteristics that you all presented about Brad. And one of the ones that I pulled out of that, because I, I, I've i watched the show like three times since y'all did it. Like, right. it was just amazing for me. Oh, it was, it was a great... I mean, it was, it was valuable for me as a person. That's why I was watching it. But the fact that he could make friends so quickly, I was sitting there going, yeah, he did that. For me, like yeah. it was an instant bond between him and you and I were talking just a moment before this about the Martinsville race that I had joked with him about attending this race this weekend with him. And the joke was because y'all never actually stay for the race. I said, I want to stay for the race. And Brad's like, I'll stay with you. That's right. Dude, I will stay with the race for you. It was like, and he meant it. I was like, bro, right? Yeah. Bro, like that, that not many people are like that, James. Most people are skittish towards other people. They don't like change. It's hard for them to get to know someone quickly. Most people have some sort of defenses up to open up. That's not what I experienced with Brad. Brad was a guy that was like, you're my brother now. Oh, I've exactly. known you three minutes, but you're my brother. And I and I had warned you about that before you ever met him for the first time because I said, dude, this guy is unique. And yeah, so I'm so glad you got the opportunity yeah. to uh, to meet him. It was a great show last week. I think our most viewed ever um, because it was just we had the opportunity to bring those people in the studio. Yeah. It was uh, very special. So, and it was good for you know there were so many things that we were able to say on the show last week that couldn't be said at his service because it just would have taken too long. Mm-hmm. But it was just um, it was great for a lot of people that were friends or who knew of him to be able to listen to that show. So I'm glad it worked out. Uh, thanks for the opportunity uh, for us to do that. It, it, uh, it worked out great. 
And so now, today, talking about another one of Brad Clark's favorite topics. Was it really? Discipline. Okay. Yeah. Why was it? T- tell me about Brad and discipline. Why, why was it his favorite? Well, because in the fire service, um, just like any other career, there are people who are very well disciplined and there are people who not who are not. In certain fire departments, it's very easy to come in in the morning and have breakfast and basically sit on the couch all day and wait for the alarm to go off yep. and do nothing in between. Where the disciplined people will come in, they'll mop and clean and, and, and do all that. They will go out and train all day. They will work on maintaining equipment. They will be proactive. They are disciplined in their career and profession. Mm-hmm. And that level of discipline is what separates the truly the truly successful people in that field uh, to the people who are just there to collect a paycheck. Yep. And it's a it's a challenge in the fire service nationwide um, that 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 discipline needs to be there. And Brad loved to talk about that in a lot of the trainings that he did across the country. Uh, that was a big focus of of his of his talks. So today, obviously, if you haven't figured out, we're talking about discipline, and uh, one of the favorite statements I've seen about discipline from from Brian Tracy. If you've never read any of his books, you're missing out. He's a wonderful author on business success, sales, things of that nature. Brian Tracy said, the ability to do what you know you should do, whether you want to do it or not. Folks, the reason we're talking about this today isn't because discipline comes natural to you. Right. Discipline doesn't come natural to anybody for everything. Probably the only thing that you're super duper disciplined about are things that you have extraordinary passion towards, you really enjoy doing it, or you've created such a deep habit for yourself onto something, it's it, it has become natural, and it was one of those situations where it was not natural at first. This is really what, in my opinion, discipline is what separates us from everybody else in, quote, our field. I mean, you could talk, look at it professionally. You could look at it family. You could look at it personally, athletics, hobbies, you name it. Discipline is what's going to separate you from everything else in this world because we are naturally not wired for discipline on things beyond survival. What are we disciplined towards? Eating. Yeah, breathing. We found that out on social media. Whenever I asked on Monday night, the first question is, what do you want more discipline towards? It was about food and weight loss and things of that nature. Boy, oh boy, is our brain geared to make sure that we are disciplined to eat enough during the day to satisfy our energy needs. But as we know, it's also wired to help us satisfy some of our cravings like sugars and carbs and things of that nature. So these are things that are for survival for us, just wired into our into our discipline. But most of us aren't looking for discipline in that area. We're looking for discipline in a lot of other areas like our goals. I mean, we have, we have things that we want to accomplish in our life. Yeah. And, and where does discipline and focus, where do those two things intersect? I mean, that's another thing I want to talk about today. It's been a major challenge for me recently after recent events to maintain focus. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, do I have a discipline problem or are the two different from each other? Yeah, exactly. Good point. Um, I will say that as I was really digging into this particular topic, that the biggest personal challenge I have towards discipline is visualization. Mm -hmm. If it's not 
in my line of sight physically, then I really do lack discipline. It's one of the reasons why whenever I want to run, I put all my clothes out, all my gear out the morning before because then I have a whole day to look at that running gear and it's a constant reminder. Yep. I'm going to get up and do that. Yep, I'm going to get up and do that. Um, whiteboards, things of this nature. So, uh, what is this saying? It's not going to come to me. It's, it's, it's where you focus your energy is where you get, now see, I've already screwed it up. I'll find it. It's a good quote, but I'll find it. I'll make you a deal. So one thing, one person who is very disciplined is our producer, Tracy, and she can't stand it when we don't take breaks when we are supposed to. So we'll look that up. We'll be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. So James, talk to us more about this focus and discipline thing. Yeah. So ever since uh, the events with Brad the other week, I have had major trouble focusing at pretty much anything. My attention span is a fraction of the already low it already was. Um, I find myself not being able to deliver as quality work as I should be, as I need to be. And it is because I've got so much going on in my head right now from everything that's transpired. And I'm trying to figure out, am I, I feel like I should be able to be better disciplined to get over it during my work day and, and do what I need to do, but I've been unable to do that. So do I have a discipline problem? Do I have a focus problem? Are they one and the same? And I've been doing a lot more self-analysis than mm-hmm. usual in the last week, trying to figure out what's wrong with me and, and how I can uh, turn it around. So soft. You lack discipline. <laughs> Sorry. You're gonna well, hear there's that. the answer. You're going to hear that a lot on, on today's show. But yours is situational. So you, for years, I would assume, you feel like you have really had strong discipline in these areas. Yeah, pretty good. And, and then a situation comes into your life that throws chaos into it. Yep. Isn't, isn't discipline, the framework, the underlying rails, that no matter what's going on above that, that you have to be able to turn to because you know exactly what that, well, the reason you're even sharing it is because you know exactly what that discipline feels like and looks like. So you know immediately when it's gone. Correct. And, I, yes. And, I know what I should be doing, but I can't seem to do it. And most people that don't have that underlying discipline have nothing to get back to. So whenever these events and things happen in your life, you literally get derailed. Now, I should also add here, we always have discipline. There's always always discipline in our life. It just doesn't happen to be towards what you want it to be towards. The discipline is laziness. The discipline is eating too much. I mean, that is discipline. Mm -hmm. I am disciplined to not put enough energy into something and be consistent with it. It's just that that is not the discipline that you want. So you're, you're now missing this discipline that you had and you want back. You have a greater chance of being able to slide right back into that discipline whenever this chaos of emotion starts to reside because you don't know exactly where to. You're just probably putting a tremendous amount of pressure on yourself to get back there as quickly as you can. So what do you do different? Yeah. I, and, and do you shock the system to get back? I don't know. It's not a matter of want to, it's a matter of able to, right? And, and I'm sure we've got plenty of listeners out there who have experienced different circumstance, but the same sort of feelings of just you know, you're sitting there at your desk, you you know what you're supposed to be doing, what you need to be doing, you want to do it, 
but you find yourself incapable of of focusing your mind on it for more than, you know, five minutes at a time. So I don't know if this is the answer or not. Is getting out from underneath your desk to do it in a different place helpful? Because part, yeah, I don't know. part, part of the the lack of focus is the comfort at the desk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you we we all have our um our kind of our norms. Right. So wherever we're sitting at at our desk doing certain amount of work, just why writers tend to go to the same place and they eliminate as many distractions as possible, that you're kind of in an area, I would imagine, physically, there's nothing else to distract you except this distraction. Right. Like the only thing left is thinking about that and getting involved in that. I would be compelled to say, I'm going to, I was reading, let me finish that thought. I'd be compelled (laughs) To go and do something different, do the same thing that you need to get done, but do it in a different place. And I was recently reading a book. I'm not going to remember the name of it because I read too many freaking books about working from a different spot every single day, disrupting patterns to bring more creativity each and every day. And they were talking about this one guy. He he rents some space out of a co-working space, but he only works there twice a week once by himself, once with his business partner. So even when he's in the same spot, he's doing it differently. Wow. And does and, and works one day from his studio apartment and has a different routine for every single day so that it changes it for every day. I would be concerned for you and anybody else that has something that gets thrown at us like this, that we are so settled into that normal discipline that's mm-hmm. producing really great results for us that it opens up the door to being too um, too comfortable, yeah. so that these things just have no no other place to go but to dominate our day. That's uh, that's really interesting. That's just, really interesting. Just just a thought. Yeah. I know if if I was going through that, I, I'm actually going through a, an office shift right now where we're closing down our office and I'm I'm working from a different spot. Right, and it's incredibly stimulating. That's it, good. I, I who who hasn't gone through that though? Where yeah. you get to move into a new office? Yeah, and like. Every you know, the, it smells new. Everything's new, but that gets old after a while. Mm-hmm. So you have to find new ways to do old things. Sometimes, if you want to keep those things going, yeah. And that's an interesting uh, perspective. So maybe I need to I need to think about that and do that more. The other thing, and like currently, my discipline is lacking because I literally just saw a penguin walk across the studio. Because it is it is about thirty degrees. In I've here. I've started a campfire the over here. Air conditioning is blasting in here, and it's thirty five degrees outside. I noticed we had a lot of stuff in the trash can. <laughs> that um, we're just going to set this on fire. Okay. That ought to warm us up at least for the next thirty minutes. Yeah, so. no, that's probably good. Actually, I personally love it. We could not fiz- this HVAC in the studio could not possibly get cold enough for me. Oh my god! I mean, it literally. I don't care if I started to get frostbite in my fingertips. We might be on the edge of perfection at this point. You know what? You, you know what? You know what cold does for me? The soft. You like discipline. It gets me disciplined. It gets me. It gets me focused. Because sometimes if it gets too warm, I get too lazy. So, so I like this to revisit the definition of discipline because I think that this is something that a lot of people and I, I know we mentioned this earlier, but it's worth repeating. So discipline is the ability to do what you know you should do, whether you want to do it or not. Right. Or not, 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 because that's usually the things that are the toughest for us to get disciplined over, of course, are the things we don't want to do. And I would say that the things that we need to be most disciplined towards 
are the things that are going to give us the results for the things that are most important to us. Yeah. Like if I can get disciplined about this every single day, multiple times a day for the next year, it's going to produce income for me to do these things with my family. And why would you not want to be more disciplined to do that? Why not? I mean, is the goal not big enough? Is, is the challenge too high? Instant gratification. Is my answer absolutely? I be, mentioned that. Oh, yep. Go ahead. No, no go. because because if if I if I can stay at work to get a result that may help me down the road, or I can go and have a beer with JJ on the corner instead, it's a whole lot easier for me. I want that instant. I want that instant high. That yeah. instant high is going to come by going to have a drink with you, not by sitting in my office grinding it out for a result that may be. Weeks, months, whatever down the road. So let's hit this one really hard because uh, when we looked at these social media responses on Monday night on what you want discipline towards, not one answer. If someone were to change their discipline right now, not one answer would come to fruition in less than six months. Most of it, it's multi-months, multi-years of results. Mm. If I could be more disciplined towards this, then... I would hit my weight goal, but that weight goal is not going to happen for six months. It's not going to happen for a year. The The starting of a business, you and I both know, man, unless you just happen to hit the lottery, which no one did this week here, right? unless you happen to hit the lottery in creating an idea of just massive proportions, it takes years for businesses to pay off. Mm-hmm. And, and then people complain. And when people complain about, you know, well, I tried it, but it didn't work. This is exactly That's what soft. I tell them. You like discipline. Okay. I'm going to keep, I've got <laughs> about 10 more of those in me. Um, but it's true. It's, 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 it's not necessarily that someone lacks the discipline. It's someone that lacks the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just went blank. It's about the long-term commitment. Yeah. I mean, everyone has discipline for a day or two. Yeah. I mean, you, you start running. You start exercising. You go to the gym. Look at the gym. Start a diet. January 1st. Oh my gosh. Look how many people have discipline for yep. a day. Yep. And then a week. Maybe a month. Yep. And then discipline goes out the window because they're looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I'm not seeing it. it this, is too, this is too hard to work. Folks, I used to run marathons. I started running again about a month ago. And I've had probably since then 14 near-death experiences just trying to run a mile. Okay. Wow. I have wanted to quit every single time. Now, the one thing that's to my advantage right now, I've been through it before. I know exactly how long I need to do something to get past those feelings. I can barely run three miles now. Three miles used to be a freaking warm-up, man. Mm -hmm. Now I can barely, barely, and I can't even get to three miles. I'm walking some of it, right? Well, most people would quit. Most of you would quit. I want to quit. Yeah. But I know what it takes to hit that goal. And that's another issue we have. I think when people set out to do something to get out of their comfort zone they've never done, then you you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So what are we going to do about that? Well, there's lots of things that we need to do about it. And I think you'd be amazed at what little things that we can change in our life to create more habits, Mm -hmm. to create more discipline in our life. Um, The question though is what's it worth to you? Because it's, it's, it's not natural, but you already have some nature to you. So your nature is going to carry you somewhere, whether you want to go there or not. Mm -hmm. I think Yogi Berra said it best. If you don't know where you're going, you're always going to get there. So whenever you look at your goal, you look at what you want to achieve, you look at these new results, you have to ask yourself, honestly, is this 
is this against your nature? Um, if I wanted to become a professional basketball player, it's against my physical nature. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Um, if you want to be a business owner and it requires you to do a tremendous amount of selling, but selling is not in your nature, then you're probably going to lose your discipline in that really, really fast because it's going to be so far out of your comfort zone. You're going to hate it. Probably, but not, but not always. There are plenty of people who've taken that leap and mm-hmm. who have been able to overcome it. Uh, an, another great one is, is dieting. I mean, there, there've been people who are, who are, you know, 600 pounds that clearly exercise and discipline with eating is not, is, is, is not in their wheelhouse mm-hmm. and they're able to change. The one thing that I think would shock most people and, and something you need to absolutely hear and convince yourself and, and demonstrate to yourself, discipline is, is not something you can do. Discipline is not doing. Discipline is who you are. Mm-hmm. That if you really want to achieve these results, you have to focus on changing who you are, not what you do. Because I can absolutely guarantee you, promise you without a shadow of a doubt, that if you're only focusing on the acts of discipline, what you're doing differently, you're going to eventually stop. The soft. You lack discipline. <laughs> and you're going to be constantly looking at yourself in the mirror saying, I just lack discipline. I'm not going to do this. One of the, one of the disciplines we want you to have is keep listening to our show. We'll be right back. Don't underestimate the power of small things. I don't know who quoted that, but um, it, it is certainly certainly the crux of what we're talking about with, with discipline. Mm-hmm. The other issue we've talked about, obviously, before is um, um, having discipline towards something that is meaningful enough for us. But even then, e- even, even then, it doesn't make a huge difference. So um, perhaps, perhaps... Your goal is too big. I, I, maybe that's heresy to say here on The Great People Show, but I'm very involved in the full focus planner. That's how I, I plan my day. And it's not about having a goal, even annually. It's better to have a goal quarterly. But what is the daily goal, right? I don't think we look at goals the right way. Discipline is about just doing that thing you need to do that day. I don't look at, so I've registered for a 10K in December because I want to get back to running. I need the goal to get back to it, dog. I cannot, I'm not the guy that just goes out and runs for running's sake. I don't love it enough. So I needed to have a goal. So I I set up, uh, signed up for this race. And my weekly goal is to run three times. My daily goal is to run Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I have goals every single day. I don't actually rely on any kind of discipline to get that done. I'm literally looking at every single smaller part of this goal as another goal. Does that make sense? It it does. So when when you started this whole this whole thing you just said, you started with, you know, maybe maybe your goal is too big. Well, your goal would be too big if your goal was I'm going to run a marathon in November. True that. But by by your end goal is to run a marathon, and then you have put steps in to how you're going to accomplish Which are that goal. goal. Correct. Right. And now you have the discipline to reach each of these attainable goals, yeah. right? Yeah. So the, the discipline is just to do what I need to do that day. Right. Just that one thing. That's all. I just have to do that one thing today. That's all right. I'm asking. So, I mean, there. I don't think that there... 
Within reason. Well, even within, without reason. There's no such thing to me as a goal that's too big. You just have to have a plan True. to get there. If if your goal was to be president of the United States, well, you're probably not going to run in 2020. But if you want to put a plan that, hey, when I am when I am 70 years old, I'm going to run for president. And between now and then, these are the types of political offices that I want to capture. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to work my way up. Well, Again, is it likely you'll be president? No, but at least you can point toward that goal. And you know what? If you ended up being a congressman or something else, that that wouldn't be so bad. And to add even further clarification to what I do to make sure this gets done is every single thing that I do is both written down, Mm -hmm. or I should say everything that I commit to doing that may be lack of my nature is I both write it down and I type it on my calendar. So running, if you were to look at my calendar right now, you would see it digitally on my calendar. You will also find that I have it written down in two places. So I'm putting it visually everywhere around me so I know what commitment I've made to myself. Plus, I've got my clothes stacked up there. Do I hit it every time? No. And here's what's really, really important to this discipline. Dude, I've got to stare at that. I've got to stare at that calendar entry, then I stare at what I wrote, and then I stare at the pile of clothes because I didn't run yesterday morning. Yeah. I mean, it is, call it guilty, whatever you want. Well, it's not just guilt, JJ. It is, if you fall off the wagon for a day, I don't care if it's running, I don't care if it's that you're trying to stop drinking, I don't care if it's going to the gym because you're trying to lose weight or just a diet and eating right. When you fall off the wagon for a day, you've got to have the discipline to get on the next day. Too often we hear people, especially with diets, oh, I'm going to start a diet on Monday. And then Tuesday you end up being invited to go out or something and and you eat wrong. And, And all of a sudden people are like, well, I'll start again next Monday. Screw that. Don't start Monday. Start the next day. Yep. You discipline means that when you have a bad day, you just you only are looking forward and you just keep going. No excuses. Tim Ferriss said, I value self-discipline, but creating systems that make it next to impossible to misbehave is more reliable than self-control. Almost everything we're talking about here, James, has to do with failing at self-control. I mean, at the end of the day, if you are the only thing, just your will, your will is the only thing that keeps that discipline going either every single day or multiple times a day, yep. you'll They're fail. Soft. <laughs> you lack discipline. Because we'd all lack discipline. We right. all lack discipline towards the things that we don't necessarily want to do. We want right. the results, but we don't necessarily want to do them. So what mechanisms are you creating inside your life to make sure that that discipline happens every single day? I've had people, I've talked to, I've, I've had clients that do this. Like they, um, they, um, get interrupted at work and they're needing to get something done on their computer. So they won't take their eyes off their computer. That's, right. dis- that's a discipline issue. You aren't disciplined enough to stop looking at your computer and look at that person that walks in your office and give them a, give them attention. So they actually have to go. I force them to do this. They go to, I make them go to every member of their team and tell them these exact words. If I'm not looking at you in the eyes, when you walk in the office, tell me, tell me to look at you in the eyes. It's okay. Because they, they lacked the self-discipline to do it themselves. But what they did, they created a mechanism around them, the, the people around them. He gave them permission to say, hey, over here, over here. I mean, these are just things, and you have to humble yourself to be able to do that. Because Big most time. people, most people, you don't want to admit where you lack discipline. 
because we feel like it's it's a failure of of some sort. I would I would love to see everyone listening to the show write down every single thing that they lack discipline on, and oh be honest with themselves ab- about it. Mine would be a book, and then and then force rank that to the top on which one of these would help me achieve my goals faster if I could just get better at just this one thing and then create this massive amount of structure in your life around that one thing. Eating is a, is a good one. My biggest failure on discipline of eating is availability of all the bad things. I have a wife, I have two kids. I am not going to strip our entire house of Oreos and cookies because they would suffer. Maybe I should. Yeah, but I'm not going to do we that. Have. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I just, I, I don't have the courage to do that. I don't have the will to do that. I would love to come home and not have anything but kale chips and, and, and brown rice and everything portioned out for me so that structurally I don't eat like a pig at night, but it still happens. And it's not even dinner, man. It's like nine to 10. Yeah. I eat more calories from nine to 10 than I do the whole day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. Because I'm tracking it. So let me ask you your thought on this, JJ. What about uh, discipline's evil little cousin, <laughs> procrastination? Uh huh. Because as I was thinking about the topic today, and I was doing some reading and looking at my looking in the mirror at my own life, procrastination is one of the things that impacts discipline. I think for me and 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 a lot of people more than anything, putting putting things off for tomorrow, what we should do today, because we don't have to do it today. Exactly. Is, is, is a huge enemy of trying to be a more disciplined person. Are you, are you a procrastinator? Cause I, I certainly care Absolutely. if it's running. Absolutely. I don't care if it's that you're trying to stop. That's drinking. right. All the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I procrastinate. So I'm just doing a visual of my to-do list here. So I write down, I, I have the digital to-do list, but I also have the audio to-do list. Not, not the audio. The I have the the digital. Sorry, I do digital books, di- audio books. I have the written to do list, and I would say half of that list every day gets procrastinated. Yeah, um, I could use the excuse I run out of time. I think it's I'm just doing the things that I want to do mm-hmm. because the things on the list that don't get checked off aren't my most favorite. It's yeah. not like I, I I avoided my most favorite things. I avoided the things that I just didn't want to do that day. Yeah. Or really the next day. Exactly. And, and most of us do that. Everybody, everybody out there has a friend and maybe you are that person, but everybody has a friend who is not a procrastinator and the rest of us are all very jealous of that person. Oh yeah. Um, because it's an amazing personality trait, uh, to have. Um, my father is a great example of someone who is, I mean, that man is not a procrastinator. He will, he, he just, he just has that mindset. He always has. I don't know how he does it. It, 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 to me, it's, can that be unlearned? Can, do you think you could ever stop being a procrastinator? I, based on everything we've talked about on the show, absolutely. If you create the right structures, the right mechanisms, the right framework on your life, you absolutely can do it, but it's not going away. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you're, you're creating something in your life to wipe that away. You're creating something in your life to cover it up. The thing you need to be very careful about is it wouldn't take much for that procrastination to come back. It's almost like yeah. you 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 can bar the door as much as you want. Procrastination is always going to be knocking on it. Always going to be knocking on it. It's always the easy way out. It's anywhere you want some rest, some downtime, some escapism. 
it's easy to say, oh, I'll just quickly answer the door just to tell them to go away. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's it's all back. And it's not just procrastination, James. I've seen people go through addiction problems that way. Yep. Like these things don't go away. You're just creating structures in your life to keep you from them. One of the things that I just absolutely cannot keep away from are commercial breaks on this show. We have to go take one. Don't go away. Stay disciplined. Come back. You're listening to The Great People Show. James, you're talking about um, whenever we um, were talking earlier about the, the discipline in our day and whatnot. Allison yeah. on Facebook said, stop hitting the snooze button and have more productive mornings. There's books written on just how to have more productive mornings. And because you're, you're talking about procrastination, that's where the procrastination starts. The procrastination uh. starts in the morning. The lack of discipline starts in your morning. Yes. And I'm a huge believer in just momentum, that if you can get the discipline early as possible in your day, i.e. get up, go to the gym, go in the basement, go on a run, just whatever whatever it is, because that's where a lot of people take their time in the mornings is to do exercise, read your Bible, whatever, read a book, whatever that discipline needs to happen in your life, the morning is the time to do it. There's a great book out there called The Miracle Morning. I've read it. I thought... I could do all this stuff. I'm still working on it. There's a great Facebook group to get some moral support on that, The Miracle Morning, that if you really, really, really want discipline in your life, start by waking up a little earlier and do something a little different. Um, We're talking about procrastination, that lack of discipline is really pain avoidance. That's really what the procrastination is. And it could be just the pain of having to do something. It could be the pain of confronting something. Yeah, and and I love... So Admiral uh, Admiral McRaven, uh, Admiral William McRaven, uh, at a commencement, the old, ad. the old admiral, at a uh, commencement address at the University of Texas, he talked about this, and he said every morning in basic SEAL training, my instructors, who at the time were all Vietnam veterans, would show up in my barracks room, and the first thing they would inspect was your bed. If you did it right, the corners would be square, the covers pulled tight, the pillows centered just under the headboard and the extra blanket folded neatly at the foot of the rack. That's Navy talk for bed. (laughs) It was a simple task, mundane at best, but every morning we were required to make our bed to perfection. It seemed a little ridiculous at the time, particularly in the light of the fact that we were aspiring to be real warriors, tough battle hardened seals, but the wisdom of the simple act has been proven to me many times over. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another. By the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you will never do the big things right. You know what I, you know what I think the Admiral will say right now if he was in the studio with us? So soft. <laughs> you like discipline. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> but, you know, and I love that. And you know what? I started to do that. And I failed miserably. Did you? I did. Why? Like, what do you, why do you really think you failed? You want my excuse? My, I, I, want, I want the great excuse and the bad reason. No, my, it's one and the same. My excuse is because I'm not a morning person. I, I, I can stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning, but I, I hate getting up in the morning. Yeah. I <clears throat> love being in my bed. It's the one place where I feel like the stresses of the world are not on me. I'm not somebody who lies in bed and stresses. It's like a cocoon. Isn't it? Yeah. As soon as I'm it's in bed, cocoon. everything just goes away. Yeah. And um, so, so you're, yeah. you're disciplined. You're disciplined in bed. 
I'm, I'm disciplined at setting my alarm for six o'clock in the morning, but when it goes off and I know I don't really have to get out of bed till six 30, guess when I usually get out of bed. Are you snuggler? I am. Yeah. I didn't know that. We should have brought that more on the show. Uh, you know, they have like uh studios you can go to just to get snuggles. I know. You, I saw you can that. Pay it's to get whole snuggled. Thing. Yeah. 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 That's probably not going to end well. But, but getting started in the, getting started, <laughs> I'm going to ignore that whole comment, <laughs> but getting started in the morning, you're right. It is, it is one of the toughest things that we do and how we start our day. And, and there've been other articles I've read about this, whether you start your day with making your bed or working out versus starting your day with watching TV or going through social media on your phone, the outcome of the rest of that day will likely be different based on mm -hmm. how you start. And you're listening to this right now. You most likely are suffering from lack of goal achievement due to lack of discipline. So step one on something you can do right now if you lack discipline is to forgive yourself. Realize your 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 human, your self limitations, your comfort zone. Understand it. Talk to it. Confront it. Realize it. Be real with yourself. It's okay. Just forgive yourself. Most people won't really get started on making the change to become more disciplined to do something different because you feel comfortable in beating yourself up over it. And it sounds like very sadomasochistic, but it's very true. We are very comfortable in beating ourselves up over this kind of stuff. So yeah. step one is to forgive yourself. Um, I do not believe that we can motivate other people. I do not believe that we can be long-term motivated by other people. But what I do believe is that we can motivate ourselves by having very clear goals, very, very descriptive outcomes, and daily reasons on why you're sticking to it. There has to be, and that's this is the second part. The third part is part of that motivation is there has to be structure, framework, visualization all over your life to remind you as often as you need it to remind you to do something. If it's something daily, there has to be something there that you can see multiple times a day. If it's weekly, multiple times a week. Monthly, multiple times a month. You get the point. You have to have things, structures created in your life because, and by the way, most of these structures are going to be things that you don't even want to create for yourself. Right. Like you have to have some angst in saying, I really don't want to have to have this in my life. It's just like if you break your foot, you've got to wear a cast. Who wants the cast? But you have to have the cast in order for the foot to heal. You have to create these things because- who you are today has gotten you to where you are today. That's You've right. You've got to change who you are, not what you do. But the the discipline isn't isn't wearing the cast. Like you said, you have to. The discipline is doing all the physical therapy once the cast comes off. Mm -hmm. If your teeth are crooked, the discipline isn't getting braces. Your parents take you to get braces. They're in. You go back for adjustments. You don't have a choice. The discipline is when you have to put the retainer in for three years or more after you get the braces out. That's right. And make it easy for yourself. So you've you've got this this structure. The structure is not designed to hinder. The, the structure is designed to propel you. Like, and I'll go back to this running example. The reason I set all my clothes out and everything is because I want the path of least resistance from laying down horizontal in my bed to getting my feet on the floor. Mm -hmm. that, that's, by the way, folks, 
that's the ultimate, the ultimate barrier isn't getting the clothes on. It isn't walking downstairs. It isn't getting outside. It isn't running and coming home. The biggest barrier is getting your feet on the floor. Because those of you that have been there that know this, when you get your feet on the floor, you're going on that run. Right. I mean, the chances of you getting your feet on the floor and then bailing are probably 1% compared to never getting your feet on the floor. And I, here's another statistic that should motivate you. James, you know that 95% of all people die laying down. So just by getting your feet on the floor, you've increased your chances of living that day. Yeah, no, that's That's good. a beautiful side effect. Yep. Absolutely. No, get your feet on the floor. If uh, years ago I did, as, as you know, I did P90X. And, yeah. and one of, one of the, one of the taglines of, um, I got, oh, Tony Horton, who leads that is just keep pressing play. Just mm-hmm. keep pressing play. All you have to do is put this in and press play. Because once you hit play, man, you're committed. That's it. So all you had to discipline yourself to do, and it was awesome because really the mindset we got into is the discipline was truly just press and play. I'm going to go out on a limb, and if you're having trouble getting started, this is one thing you need to be very, 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 very aware of. If you're starting, it's okay to quit early. Give your permission, give yourself permission to quit early because if you don't, if right. you if you don't, you're probably going to make it so hard on yourself, you're not going to get your feet on the floor the next day. Mm. So if you're not creating enough path forward for yourself, you're going to be in a heap of trouble the next day and the next day. That's what I've been. That's what I've been learning about myself. Running, Jay. It's okay. It's it's okay if you have to walk right now. It's okay if you only run three miles instead of the three point two five. It's okay because I want to make sure I have just enough motivation to get my feet on the floor the next time I need to do it. And is it okay if you hate it? Yes. You know, I had a friend. Who, Absolutely. I had a, a friend who went through a military um, boot camp, and what their like internal motto was, and I love this actually, was embrace the suck. Yeah. So the last step here on this process of things you can do to like discipline is in anything you do, focus on the enjoyment. Going to keep riding this running thing. Listen to music that you absolutely love to do. That's been something I've been doing while I work whenever I'm not you know, talking to people on the phone and things like that. Right. If, if I'm in a work mode, I will find the most stimulating, jacked-up music I can find. That These things that we want to be disciplined about, they don't all have to be bad and awful. Yeah. Find, like with the food thing, man, like there's recipes out there of being able to eat stuff that like like I found a, re- a kale recipe that will blow your like you would eat a pile of kale I doubt if that you, no no dude trust me <laughs> no 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 I had it at a restaurant in Chicago uh-huh. and a person that we were eating with maybe it was Boston I can't remember she reverse engineered the whole recipe and I've made this myself it is unbelievable huh. but what we do is we take our preconceived notions about the things that that we want to do and the way we do it. And we let it ruin it because we're looking for one way out. Mm -hmm. All we're really looking for is just one way out. It's like that in the relationships that you have too. It's right. You wait for them to do one thing to screw up. Say, "Ah, I knew you were a piece of trash. Exactly. Because you found that one thing you were just waiting. It's, 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 you've predetermined failure. You cannot predetermine failure. You have Mm. to be so passionate about success with this that no matter what happens, you may quit early, you may quit often, but you're not going to give up on your goal. Man, we need an hour to discuss that one thing alone, JJ, because I mean, that is, I think, one yeah, of the- Yeah, what is your one thing? What, 
Well, one of the biggest reasons that we don't make it, that we lose that discipline is because we predetermine failure. Totally. And, totally. and how do you get that, getting that gremlin out of your head is a difficult one to do because it's going to enter it when you try to do something Guaranteed. hard. 100%. Your, your, your brain is wired to talk you out of anything that you want to do out of your nature. Mm-hmm. It's wired to do that. I spend a, the reason I wasn't here last week is because I was working with a client coaching 12 people to be more effective giving presentations. They were so far out of their comfort zone. It was unbelievable. Mm. The whole purpose of that exercise is to tame the gremlin in their head. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I could show you the before and the after videos. Everybody made extraordinary gains, but no one got better at giving presentations that day. Mm. What they got better at was controlling the story they told themselves about who they are and what they were doing when they did it. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about, folks. Discipline is not something you do. Discipline is who you are. If you want to achieve these goals, is do something different to change who you are, not just to change what you do every day. And that's that's gonna that's gonna come a result as, uh, of who you are. So if you want if you want to run a if you want to run a race, which all of life is a race, is who do you want to be different as a result of that? Not do you want to cross the finish line? It's not about what you do; it's about who you are. Thanks everyone for being here. We're here every single Thursday morning. Check us out on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. James, thanks for thanks for being here, brother. Wouldn't miss it, buddy. We'll see you next see time. You next Have week. a great week. See ya. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Some superheroes.